Shalom, giving all praise to the Most High and the Son, Yahweh Thanking him for another opportunity to learn about the Bible. This is a part two of a class, man, that I taught a while back. Pulling precepts don't make you a man of God. And it's part two of that. And this is one thing that I want the brothers to understand. That the scriptures, you can't put the scriptures on the grill and eat it. I want brothers to understand that, and I'm going to continue to attack these men, right? You can't put the scriptures on the grill and eat it. The scriptures has never paid a bill. So just because you know the scriptures or just because you teach the Bible, that don't make you a man of God. That's right. uh, one thing that we got to get out of our community is this crab in the barrel mentality. That's right. Crab in the barrel mentality. <clears throat> right? That crab in the barrel mentality is playing in our nation. That competition spirit. That like uh, not wanting to, not wanting anybody to usurp us. Pretty much. We got to get out of that spirit because if you have that spirit on you, right, that spirit, right, that judgmental spirit, that competition spirit, you can know all the scriptures and all the prophecies and all of the dark sayings if you want to. That don't make you a man of God, right? A man of God is a man that repent from his sinful ways. That's simple. That easy. It's a man that changes his life, changes from his sinful ways, right? And that's what it's all about. Got a lot of information. Give me this first video about the crab in the bucket, crab in the barrel. Yeah. This right here is out through all the nation. And who it really starts with is who, who, who has this bad is the elders in Israel, right? The elders in Israel have a hard time with getting along with each other. Bring it out. Hard time. They can't communicate with each other. None. We're not dealing with you over here. You stay in your lane over there. My group, we're not affiliated with you over here. This man here, he's the voice of God here. A very crab in the barrel mentality. And I'm starting to wonder, man, are some of these men actually men of God? Play the video. Shalom, Israel. It's your boy, New Breed, coming through with another video. In this particular video, I wanted to address the crabs in a barrel mentality. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the crabs in a barrel mentality. Now, this discussion that we're about to have is absolutely imperative for our growth, development, and unifying. We're talking about the unification of the saints, ladies and gentlemen. The crabs in the barrel mentality is single-handedly our only barrier with us uniting. That's the only barrier. And it's an absolute epidemic. It must be addressed. It's a mentality. It's something that gets in the spirit of man, even the saints even the elect, even those who have spiritual truth, knowledge, wisdom, 
that mentality still can creep up. It still can inhabit the spirit, inhabit the soul, and turn one dark. Now, the reason why I decided to even make this video is because I'm seeing a lot of things among our nation. And I'm speaking about, when I say our nation, I'm talking about those individuals who are spiritual, who want change, a dramatic change. I'm seeing things happen. I recently have moved to another state. I now reside in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a work thing, had to make a move. Never really wanted to live in Atlanta, but at the same token, I seen opportunity out here that I needed to take for me and my family. But living out here, Atlanta, Black Hollywood, Black Babylon, being out here, I realized that although it's a lot of our people here, and I'm speaking of urban people, minority people, it's the Mecca for us. I realized that a lot of people in the world, a lot of people are not really woke. Now, I mean, a lot of people are not spiritually conscious. I mean, it's a lot of people not woke to any truth, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of people who just want to be seen. A lot of people just want to be flashy. It's a lot of vain people. It's a lot of materialistic people. It's a lot. They outnumber truth speakers a whole lot. And it got me wondering. It got me looking at certain things on YouTube, debates, futile arguments. I've seen a lot of things go on and I'm thinking to myself, only thing I can think is that it's so much room for everybody to speak truth. It's a huge world out here, trillions upon trillions of people. When it comes to truth speakers, there's room and avenues for all truth speakers. So I cannot wrap my mind around the crabs in a barrel mentality. I cannot even begin to process how one who is in the truth can have issues with someone else who is quote unquote in the truth. Father. And you know, you see debates, you see music videos going on between each other. And when you're talking, when you're talking to other people, especially when you're talking to people in your camp, right? About another camp, it's always negative, bro. Every time. Every time. They not doing this. They not doing that. I wouldn't deal with them. I wouldn't deal with that. Well, if everybody's saying that, then everybody's telling everybody to be a crab in a barrel. All right. Pretty much. And I'm guilty of that, too. You know what I mean? But it, 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 it's a it's a I've repented of that a long time ago. You know what I mean? Because I understand that that's not of the Lord. The Lord tell you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. That is the whole law. Right. We got to get out of that mentality, man. And it run rampant. It's built in us. A lot of brothers that's inside of camps, they got that crab in the barrel mentality, especially I have a class that's stored up showing how, you know, the ranking system in Israel is destroying these brothers, man. It's destroying them, right? killing them with the ranking system. But with the ranking system, somebody else get a promotion or something like that or 
somebody start, you know, climbing up on somebody's hills because of the work or anything of that nature. It's a crab in a barrel mentality. I want to keep them down. And a lot of us, that's what we were raised up in. Your mama was a crab that kept you down. Your daddy was a crab that kept you down. Your partners in them was a crab that kept you down. And we taken and we've taken that mentality and brought it into the truth. Give me the first slide real quick. Give me the slideshow. Right? Just want to show and just want to illustrate basically, you know, what's going on. Right? Is it the next slide? And this is a crab in the barrel mentality. And one thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show how much that the precept is for your learning, but it's not going to save you, right? The crab in the barrel mentality, I'm going to read it to you. Say, crabs in the barrel mentality is a plague curse that runs rampant throughout the black community. It says, when crabs are in the barrel and one tries to ascend or escape out of the barrel, or to get out of the barrel, and I put it in a spiritual way. You will have brothers in the truth, right, who are noticing that they are a crab in a part of a crab barrel, and they want to get out. Right? And this is, they want to get out of the traditions of men, the old ways of doing things, old business strategies, finances, Relationships, educations, ways of thinking. When you when you when you that crab and you and you start to do something different, or you start to think different, or you change your education, or you change your way of thinking, the rest of the crabs, the rest of the crabs will get him back into the pit. Right? And that is that runs rampant throughout our whole community, especially in the truth. That's right. Especially in the truth. That crab in the barrel mentality. This mentality of thinking is against the nature of God. Crabs in the barrel is against the nature of the Most High. And breeds evil throughout our nation. Breeds envy throughout our nation. Breeds covetous throughout our nation. Is that crab in the barrel mentality. That's right. That hood mentality. And this is and this is and this is blatantly shown to us in the scriptures as that is against the nature of God. As you go to Romans 1 and 28, right? And it talks about the thing. Let's go, matter of fact, let's go get that. Let's go to Romans 28, 1 and 28. That crab in the barrel mentality. And brothers develop the crab in the barrel mentality, especially. The competition to know doctrine, Bring especially with the competition to know scripture. Bring it out. That runs rampant. You see, another brother may bring something different. Another brother will pull that brother back into the pit and steal his doctrine and go and create his own. Just because of just because of that notion. Bring it out. In that spirit that dwells upon us. Right? This is the making of how you become a man of God. A lot of us, we don't know what is the essence of a man of God. But first, that man of God must repent of that mentality, that crab in the barrel mentality. First, that man got to get off of that. Read Romans 1 and 28. Read that. Romans 1 and 28. Read. 
even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do things, to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them. Go back to the slideshow. And again, this mentality, it run rampant. Rampant. Especially with scripture. Especially with the Bible. Some of us, before we came into the truth, we've never had a church experience before. We've never been in a church. But with these Israelite camps, we're not really creating a church-like environment. It is a crab-in-a-barrel type of environment. Right. You see one person growing, another person want to grab that, want to grab on that heel, just like Esau did. If you fully understand what that means, right? That crab in the barrel mentality. Gotta get out of it. Go to the next slide. Think about it like this. And the crab in the barrel mentality is a common theme that is represented throughout the Bible. You have the left hand side of the father, or you have the right hand side of the father. And you get examples of this, of Cain and Abel, crab, crab in the barrel mentality, Jacob and Esau, Saul and David, Joseph and his brothers, Christ and Judas, and I could have kept going with the examples. The reason why this is in the scriptures is because this is a real thing. It tears apart congregations. It tears apart nations. Tears apart relationships. Tears apart businesses. Tears apart growing anything with that crab in a barrel mentality. And it's sickening. Right? It's not good for you. Cain and Abel. Right? You know, Cain killed his brother because his brother was righteous. He wanted to get, he wanted to eat that crab, get back over here. Same thing with Jacob and Esau. Pulling on that heel, get back over here. David and Saul, jealous of his brother, crab in the barrel mentality, envy, malignity, backbite, whisper. And it's like I was showing you last class that Christ is the son of Joseph. The same thing that happened with Joseph. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Christ was betrayed by his brother and sold for 30 pieces of silver. It's the son of Joseph. Same thing. That crab in the barrel mentality. Let's go back to the video. And this again, man, it run rampant, right? It run rampant. And who put this on us is the elders, man. It's the way that they present these Israelite camps, bro. They create that environment. Telling everybody that you cannot talk to this person in this other camp. You can't deal with this other person in this other camp. 
if you ain't a part of my school, then you're not gonna make it to the kingdom of heaven. If you if if you if if, if you're not a part of my school, I am the voice of God. We're not affiliated with anybody else. My school is the only school that got a hundred percent of the truth. Embedding that in embedding that mentality in our brains. Bring it out. And, I, and, and, and they're not being held accountable for it. That's right. That gets spread to the sisters, and that gets spread to the brothers. That's right. That's saying, you know, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to pull you down. If you're saying that if I'm not a part of your school, then I'm, I don't have a chance to make it to the kingdom of heaven. You pulling me down, man. Like you, 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 it's like that crab in that bucket. You pulling me back down into the pit. You don't, you don't want me to get right. And that is the energy that these elders, they've been putting on us for a long time. Play the video. I just feel like we all should know how to play our role and stay in our own lane. We all need to know how to play our role, stay in our own lane. See, a body, one person may be a finger. One person may be the eyes. One person may be the feet. Or you may have several people who are hands, who can reach out and connect with other brothers and sisters. You have some people who are the feet, who are able to travel and make moves to connect with others. There is just so much to the truth. And when one is incorrect, I feel like we need to learn how to actually pray for one another. When we know an individual is not in right standings. And I'm speaking as one who had my fair share of run-ins with certain individuals who are not like-minded, have different spiritual religious beliefs. But I'm learning that regardless of our differences, I gotta stay in my lane. Regardless. Now, the crabs in the barrel mentality. It's somewhere down the line that we believe that all of us can't get through the door without knocking the next person out of the way. And I believe that this is a Babylonian mindset. We've been taught this through new age teachings. We've been taught this through the monetary system, through living in capitalistic societies, where big corporation crushes small corporation, big business crushes small business. The rich get richer, the poor get poor, the middle class get decimated. So it seems that everybody is struggling to get their hands in the door, get their feet in the door. Everybody's struggling to make it. And they feel like that there's no room and they gotta knock the next person out of the way. You gotta question yourself when you begin in that mentality. When you start to think that way, that you gotta crush your brother or crush your sister to get in that door. You gotta question who's your source. You gotta question your own faith, your own thoughts, your own spirit. Because your source should be the most high. And I'm going to say this right now. No matter how successful I become, whether it be on social media, in my work life, my everyday life, building my legacy, my family, 
No matter how successful I become, I will give all honor, praises, and glory to the God of Israel. Straight up. And this is what I'm saying, that crab in the barrel mentality is when you think about a nation, especially for the brothers in these camps, the leadership, what's wrong with pushing unity, man? What's wrong with that? Bring it out. Very divided. Very self-conquering. Still waiting on that sit-down, man. Still waiting on it. It still ain't happening. Why is that so hard? We grown men, right? We grown men, right? How is that so hard? It's tough because the nation in sin. Because that sin. Holding your brother down. Keep it, keep, 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 keeping your brother locked down because you don't want nobody to outshine you. Bring it out. Bring you don't want nobody to out precept you or have a bigger congregation than you. Bring it out. Got to end that today, man. Pull up the slideshow. You know, sickening. I think so. For the amount of how big these schools are, these organizations are, I don't understand how we haven't got 3,000 brothers or 2,000 brothers at one location at one time. Bring it out. Hasn't happened yet. Not yet. Same thing. The crabs in the barrel mentality is a common theme represented throughout the scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation, that's what it's about. The left-hand side of the Father or the right-hand side of the Father. And you get this through Cain and Abel. We got some scriptures for you. You get that through Jacob and Esau. Got scriptures for you. Saul and David. Joseph and his brothers. Christ and Judas. That mentality in itself, even, even before that you move on it, that mentality, this is end result is the breaking of the law. It's the breaking of God's laws. Which is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's right. That's right. It kills you. Yeah. And it's hard, man, because some of us got the spirit of unity. Some of us want to unite. That's right. But some of these schools, man, they would never do it. Hell, hell, hell no. Uh-uh. Never do it. Because of the mentality of these brothers, man. Their mentality. Their mentality is sinful. Like a Pharisee. Go ahead to the next slide. This is the ultimate thing, man. That you you, you want to become a man of God. You got to understand unity, man. That's right. Unity. That's right. Unity. Teamwork make the dream work. That's right, yeah. But it's hard, man. Because we still Negroes in the truth, man. We still, we still, we still, we still got that man, that malice, that envy, that up. hatred, that evil concupiscence. Don't want nobody to step in front of me. That's killing us, man. That's killing us. You know how many brothers and sisters that are straying away from the movement because that's all they see? 
They don't want to come, man. Because that's all they see. Let me give you an example. They say the black community refuses to spend money with themselves. Refuse. Refuse. The black woman got a huge leg up on the man. See, the woman, she'll go out and go start her business, but that man won't do it. No, sir. That extra source of income, that man won't do it. That extra bag, that man won't do it. That's why I was telling brothers last class, man, put some respect on these sisters, man. Because if you're really thinking about it, a lot of this is built off day backbone. A lot of us men lazy as hell. That's right, though. But the, it's the unity, man. It's the teamwork that make the dream work. Why we can't spend money with each other? We are the only ethnic group in the world who turn our nose up to spend money with our home brothers and sisters. Bring it out, out. Turn our nose up. Crab in the barrel mentality, even in the truth. Brothers and sisters, they will not buy from each other in the truth. They won't do it. They brother got a product. They sister got a product. They won't do it. Crab in a barrel mentality. This is going on through the truth. I'm not even talking about a precept yet. Deal with me. Walk with me today. And I'm going to show you how far off that we are, man, so these brothers can get up off they can. Listen to this. I say, every nation in America comes from their native land. Every nation in America comes from their native land. You got the Ethiopians, the Nigerians, the Chinese, the Indians, the Pakistanians, the Turkish people in Indonesia. They come up and they set up cash cows in our neighborhoods. Cash cows. Hotels, selling your sister's weed, doing their hair and their nails, selling you outdated food, bazaar shops. They taking over all the tire shops now, can't you tell? They come in our neighborhood and set up cash cows off of us. Then, they smart. Then what they'll do is, they'll take the money that they, that they built off of our back and they take it to their native land to grow their economy. But they would never spend a dime with us. Never. Never ever. Crab in the barrel mentality. Can't you realize this? They come over here and they set up cash cows off of our backs, take their money back to their homeland, and paying their bills back in their homeland. But when they come to us, you ask them other nations to come spend with us, good luck if they give you a dime. Good luck. Bring it out. And what this does is this results in a poor economic structure throughout all our community. All the money going out, no money coming in. All the money going out, no money coming in. All the money going out, no money coming in. Clearly, Clearly shown in the scriptures. Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 17, 33, 34, 38 through 40, 42 through 43. Yeah. Clearly in the scriptures of that crab in the barrel mentality. 
lack of unity within the truth with the brothers that say that they know the truth, claiming that they are the elect of God with the big garments, still can't operate with one with another. Bring it out. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, sir. No. Because that's what the elders doing, man. That's what they teach. That's that they don't they are the ones that's driving that in us, man. It's them. That's right. See, but when you call them out, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. As a result, we have fallen into a such a decayed state of life that we exchange our hard-earned labor, which is time, energy, and resources, and we exchange them for tricks and gimmicks, rims, parties, fun, the drugs, the cars, exchanging our hard-earned time, energy, and resources, exchanging them for tricks and gimmicks to establish the growth of our so-called enemies. The one that we love going to the street corner and say, we're going to have you in chains and we're going to lock you up and we're going to have you in slavery, but you're giving all your money to them. Bring it out. Giving all your cash to them. So, so is, 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 is this going to change overnight? You can, you can be infatuated, awkward with your precepts all day long, fam. And you love giving your money to your enemy. You love doing it. You can't stop. Is that a man of God? Bring it out. That's right. Because he's scriptured up. Let's go back to the slideshow. We exchange our hard-earned labor, time, energy, and resources for tricks and gimmicks. Tricks are for kids. Right. right. To establish the growth and the prosperity of the one that you call in your enemy, the one you say God hate. And you pumping them up, you gassing them up. And you get and, and, and you and you and you I'm giving you scriptures to prove it. Go to the next slide. And this is the thing. What makes a man of God? Does anybody truly know? Like, how do you truly know if a man is a man of God or not? How do you really know, bro? Bring it out. Bring it out. Let me let me give you some game. This is all based off on scripture, but I'm putting it to you in a way to where you can you can you can use this man and lock it in your head and apply it to your life. What makes a man of God? How do you know? It says, in order for a man to be in the image of God, God must reveal himself unto the man through the power of Christ. That's right. And I, 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 I taught multiple classes on what Christ is, right? For Christ, the door, the way, the light, the bread of life, the I am, reveals the Father unto the man. For how can a man know himself if he don't know his maker? How can a man become a man of God if he don't even know God? Man is made in the image of God. But if man know not God, 
What image is raving in his head? Give me the next slide. In order for a man to be in the image of God, God must reveal himself unto the man through the power of Christ. The favorite scripture that we like to use for the head of man is Christ. That doorkeeper. In the spirit of Christ, Christ is the embodiment of the essence of God himself. So in order for a man to be a man of God, he got to know Christ. That's right. Right. He has to. Right? As the scripture said, John 14, 21, he that keep my commandments, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father also. And I will love him and I will manifest myself unto him. You want to be a man of God? God got to reveal himself unto you, Ock. That's right. What do God look like? Where is Christ at? Have you seen it? Do you know it? Until a man sees Christ, until a man gets to that door, until a man gets to that straight way, he'll forever be Adam. Being in that lower estate. Never be a man of God then. Never. Give me the next slide. What makes a man a man of God? And, I'm a, I, and I want the brothers, man, all throughout the Hebrew Israelite community, brothers, listen to me, man. Knowing the scriptures and teaching the scriptures does not I repeat, does not make you a man of God. Bring it out. Even the devil himself knows the scriptures. Bring it right. out. Don't get it twisted, man. That's how it is in Israel. Whoever got the best precept package, that's the one I'm watching. Bring it out. Whoever got the best precept package, that's the one I'm dealing with. That's the one I'm studying under. That's the doctrine that I'm going to steal because it sounds good. Bring it out. Knowing the Bible, knowing the scriptures, and for the brothers who are in a position to teach the scriptures, does not, I repeat, does not make you a man of God. Even the devil himself knows scriptures. And this is a common and grave misunderstanding in the truth with the branches. It's a grave misunderstanding. Because in the truth, we're, 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 we're coming out of Adam. We're coming out of this carnal estate in the way that we understand everything. This is a common misconception. And I want brothers to understand this. The Pharisees and Sadducees were doctors of the law. That's right. Knew it back and forth. Raised in the synagogues. Raised being a chief priest. And these are the heads and the chief priests of the synagogues coming today. These are your deacons and your captains and your officers and troopers and stuff, generals and stuff. Yet, they knew not God because Christ could not reveal himself unto them. You got to seek and you got to ask and you got to find. 
You see, it don't say nothing about a precept, do it? Bring it out. Not at all. Let's go to the next slide. What makes a man a man of God? His actions. The character of a man. His actions and his character. That man integrity. His integrity. His ability to be able to perform. That's what you based off of in life as a man. How well you perform. His ability to perform. His love for his God and his love for his neighbor or himself. Let me say it again. What makes a man a man of God is his actions. For God is a God of knowledge and by him what's way? His actions. Your actions, bro. Your actions. Your character as a man. Your character. What embodies you? Your habits, your good, your bad, your character, bro. Your character. Your integrity, man. How much of a stand-up guy are you? Your integrity. Your ability to perform, man. To be able to perform anything. Your ability to perform. The love for your God and the love for himself and is his neighbor. Yeah. And these things, man, I'm going to tell you something. It says, which things cannot be accomplished until he sees the light of God. Can't do it. Because you're walking in darkness. That's right. Full of precepts. Full of scriptures. Horrible actions. Actions are terrible. Character of a man, you should see some of these brothers' character, man. Bring it out. Man. Integrity as a man, being a man, your integrity. These are the things, man, that we need. We need these things for the brothers. That's how you become a man of God. It says a man of God will have the spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit. Or the, or the baptism of fire, he going to have this on him. A man of God is going to have this on him. He going to have the spirit of the Lord on him, first of all, which is that middle candlestick that you read about. Then he go, it's going to be the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and keeping God's commandments, which is the fear of God. That's what makes you a man of God, man. Nothing about a precept. Nothing about your doctrine, man. Be careful who you discuss scriptures with. Be careful. Because that don't make you a man. Be careful who you discuss scriptures with. Sometimes people will Discuss scripture with you to get you on a side. Bring it out. Heart might be full of hate, yeah. envy, and jealousy. So they're going to talk scripture to you, man, to get you on their side. Be careful. It says, Many are called, but few are chosen to be the son of man. Few. Right. Few. Few. 
And brothers in the Israelite community, man, our actions, bro, our actions. If a man don't say nothing to us, we ain't gonna move. Bring it out. A man gotta say something to us. Once a man say something, we get to jump, hopping, and skipping. But without a man saying nothing to us, we gonna sit at home on a can. Our character, man. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. It should be all love, man. It don't matter what camp you in. It don't matter what school you in. Everybody Israelite, man, character should be on high. Love for your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. Should be high. That's what a man of God is. You see your brother in a foreign state. You got the brothers that's coming to Jerusalem that you ain't gonna know. Everybody gonna have high character. It's gonna be nothing but love. Too much division in the nation. Bring that out. Integrity, man. Integrity as a man. Knowing how to be a man. Working with his hands. Knowing how to go out and go and get it. His ability to perform. That's what makes you a man of God. But us with the suits on, man. If it ain't the precept, then, you know, or if it ain't the concept, or, you know, if it ain't the doctrine, then these brothers, we're not talking about nothing else. Listen to these conversations with these Israelite men. Every time you deal with an Israelite man, he got to be throwing some scriptures at you. Exodus. Romans. Man, what about that LLC, dog? Bring it out. Huh? Have you written up your business plan yet? You got a mission statement? <laughs> Again, <laughs> you cannot put the Bible on the grill and eat it. That's right. I'm trying to get brothers to understand this. We need more from the brothers. We need more from the brothers. We need more. Because the sisters, they are working the brothers right now. I'm telling you. You look at the Israelite nation and you look at the businesses. There's going to be 90 93% women, 7% men. Facts. And if you look at anything going going forward, pushing anything, it's the women doing it more than the men. But we the sons of God, correct? That's that crab in the barrel mentality. We got to get out of that. And if you want to become the son of God, you must see God for yourself. Give me First John 1 and 5. Again, man, even if you know the Bible, and for some of us that are in a position to teach the Bible, when you teach in the scriptures, or if you know the scriptures, man, some of us got to understand that that precept, it's not about you memorizing the scripture. It's not about you memorizing your doctrine. It's about you applying it to your life. Applying it. Applying it. Once you apply it, what's understood ain't got to be explained. Read this. First John 1 and 5. Read. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So we got to get out of that darkness state of mind of Adam that we are in. Adam, me, Adam, in the dust of the ground. Adam, there's no light under the ground, man. No light under the ground. There's none. Read. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, walk in that spirit, read, as he is in the light, as God is light, read, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Shai, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Give me John 8 and 12. This is the thing, man. It don't make you, it doesn't make you a man of God because you can teach, bro. 
or you know a couple scriptures, man, and your integrity is off. Your character is off. Your consistency is off. That's not a man of God. It's not. Give me John 8 and 12. Read this. John 8 and 12. Read. Then spake Yahushai again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. And you got to be able to see that light. If you, if you, if you want to know what a man of God is, a man of God must see his maker. Because if you are made in God's image, you have to know what God looked like to understand, to know what you look like. Same thing carnally on the planet. I can show you a man's father and I can show you his son. Read. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. He that followeth this light shall not walk in darkness. Read. But shall have the light of light. Give me, give me Genesis 1. Genesis 1. This is how you become a man of God. You must see God. You got to see the Lord. And if I ask brothers what do God look like or what do the Lord look like, you're going to get all different answers. Some of us, we haven't experienced that yet, and it's okay, but you got to knock, seek, and ask and be able to find that. It takes time becoming a man of God. You don't get ordained of men by becoming a man of God, but God himself must put his right hand on you. Read this. Give me Genesis 1 and 3. Read that. Genesis 1 and 3. Read. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. That it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And that's all it is, man. It's just dividing that, dividing that righteousness from sin. Right? Knowing what this light is. Knowing what jump down to verse 26. Verse 26. Read. And God said, let us make man in our image. So we are in the image of God. The direct image of God. And don't get carnal with it, man, and thinking that God 510 with a frog. You feel what I'm saying? We are in the same spiritual maker as the Father is made. Read. After our likeness. After the Lord likeness, read. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Genesis 32, 24. And in order to become a man of God, the Lord has to, re God has to reveal himself unto you through the power of Christ. This is not a man-made, ordained thing just because you got promoted to whatever position that you are in your church. That don't mean that. And for you brothers that still lusting after that, man, I, I, that's, that, that's old news by now, man. We all fighting for the same thing. We all brothers. Right. Right. I mean, you know, and, and it's and it's and it's and it's not as glorious as it seems. Read this. Genesis 32, 24. Read. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Read verse 28. Verse 28. Read. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. He read it. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, 
thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. See how the Lord revealed himself unto Jacob? You want to become a man of God, you got to see God yourself. The Lord revealed himself unto Jacob, for I have seen God face to face. The Lord got to reveal himself unto you, man. And the thing about it is, is the Lord does not reveal himself to everybody. Few are chosen. That chosen, that chosen, few are chosen. Give me Exodus 3 and 1. Exodus 3 and 1. In order for a man to be the son of man or a man of God, God has to reveal himself unto him through the power of Christ. Read this. Exodus 3 and 1. Read. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to, mountain, to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burnt with fire, and the bush was not consumed. He read it. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. With the burn with the bush. Why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that the, that he turned aside to see. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Even the Lord revealed himself unto Moses. You see this common thing? The Lord revealing himself to you, revealing himself to you, revealing himself to you. It is just a light. That's all it is. It's a light. Very bright light. That's right. So bright. That the people put a veil over their face. Give me Joshua 5 and 13. Joshua 5. In order for a man to become a man of God, God must reveal himself unto him. You got to pray, and you got to see, and you got to knock, and you got to ask for that. That does not come just because you entered into the congregation, brothers. It don't, it don't be like that. And because we got that crab in the bucket, that crab in the barrel mentality, when you see the one that the Lord put his hand on, we crucify him. Instead of building him up, instead of rallying behind him, we crucify him because we want that to be us. I'm going to say it again. It is not that glorious, brothers. I'm telling you. Be careful what you wish for. Read this. Joshua 5 and 13. Read. And it came to pass when Joshua was was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What said my Lord unto his servant? He read and the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for this place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Revealed himself unto Joshua as well, brothers. Common thing throughout the scriptures. 
over and over and over and over again. Give me Jeremiah 1 5. Jeremiah 1 5. This is a serious thing, man. And, it, and, it's, and it's growing rampant in the nation with this crab in the barrel mentality, man. And showing brothers, man, look, man, we got to develop some character. We got to develop some intelligence. We got to develop some integrity about ourselves, man. We have to. Some business sense, some moral standards, having a moral compass. Come on, man. You don't carry the Bible with you every day, all throughout your life, bro. Read this. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Read. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Keep reading. Then said I, I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Just reveal himself unto Jeremiah. Give me Daniel's 10 and 3. You see where I'm going, brothers? And we done came in the truth, man. And brothers done became sour. You see continents on faces, man. You see it, bro. Brothers done became sour. That's a first sign. Or you, that's the first sign of you maybe not have gotten that knock at the door yet. Read this. Daniel 10 and 3. Read verse 5. Verse 5. Read. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphrates. Revealed himself unto Daniel. I can go throughout the whole Bible and do it. These are men of God. Or the ones that the Lord chose to reveal himself unto him through the power of Christ. The son of man that you read about. Give me Acts 26, Acts 26, 12. Acts 26, 12. And this could be any one of us, man, but you got to prepare for it. Not carnally prepare for it. But you have to spiritually prepare for something like this, man. Being, being a man of God is the highest duty that you can be called on the planet, man. It's the highest duty to be a man of God. But the Lord is going to choose that man with integrity. The Lord is going to choose that man that got sense. The Lord is going to choose that man that loved his people. That's pure hearted. And he's going to put his right hand on him just like he did Moses, just like he did Joshua. Just like he did, just like he did Ephraim. Just like he did Jacob. Put that right hand on him and guide him and lead him. The footsteps of a good man are already ordered by the Lord. Jump down to, give me Acts 26, verse 16. Acts 26 and 16. Read. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. See, even the Lord appeared unto Paul. Read. To make thee a minister. And a witness both to these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Verse 18. Verse 18. Go ahead. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith 
That is in me. You be John 1 and 6. Same thing with Paul. It's going to be the same thing with John. Yeah. Same thing. John 1 and 6, read that. John 1 and 6. Read. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He read it. He was not sent. He was not that light. John, not the light. Read. But was sent to bear witness of the light. Sent to bear witness of the light. Read. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Same thing with John. Now, my thing is, what did they see? That's just a few instances to where the Lord revealed himself unto man. Now, what did they see? Bring it out. Because what if the Lord appear unto you? What if you don't know what to look for? What if you don't know what you're looking at? Bring it out. How did they know that this was the Lord? How did they know? How did they understand? How did they know that this was the Lord dealing with them? How did they know? What did they see? Yes. Revelations 1 and 9. They see the same thing that we go and read out in the street corners every Shabbat, brothers. And we read it every Shabbat. Same thing that they saw. And by me going in and seeing things, traveling, all praise to the Most High Son for giving me the feet to travel. Hebrew Israelites, they know Moses. But they don't know Christ. I'm going to say that again. They, they know most. Brothers know most. Come, but that light, that, 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 see, for the, the law came by Moses, but that grace and that truth, that light, we, we, man, man, we're struggling. We're struggling. We're struggling. What did they see? Read this. Revelation 1 and 9. Read. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Yahweh Shai, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Yahweh Shai. I was in the spirit of the Lord. I was on in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned. Hold up. And I what? And I turned. And this is and this is what they see, brothers. This is what they are seeing. When they know the Lord dealing with them, when they know the Lord called them, you want to be a man of God, you got to see God face to face. 
right. Trust me, brothers. You have to. It's that light. John came to bear witness of the light, which light of every man in the world. This light right here, this light is what you have to see to be illuminated. Read. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Read again. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Seven golden candlesticks. That's what he saw. I thought he saw a man. Bring it out. Are we reading, brothers? Are we reading the Bible? Yeah. Or are we indoctrinated with doctrine? Like the Christianity church. He said, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Seven golden candlesticks. Moses seen the same thing too. Give me Exodus 25. Yeah. Give me Exodus 25. Same thing Moses saw. Exodus 25, 31. Read that. Exodus 25, 31. Read. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers shall be of the same. Can you read it? And six branches shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches of the candlestick on the one side. Three branches on the left, read. And three branches of the candlestick out on the other side. Three branches on the right side, read. Three bowls made like unto almonds with a knob and a flower in one branch. And three bowls made like almonds in the other branch with a knob and a flower. So in the six branches that come out the candlestick. Revelation 1 and 12 again. This is what he saw, man. This is what the brothers are seeing. This is what they're seeing. What thou seest, write in a book. How many times we pulled that, brothers? You see that? This is what he saw. And it is it's, it's this right here. He wrote it in the book. Come, come, come. Read verse 12 again. Read it again. Revelation 1 and 12. Read. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the middle of seven golden candlesticks, I saw seven golden candlesticks. The candlesticks represent the seven churches. Give me Isaiah 11 and 1. Seven churches represent you. Isaiah 11 and 1. Read that. Isaiah 11 and 1. Read. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. A branch shall grow out of his roots. Read. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's one Spirit of the Lord. Read. The Spirit of wisdom spirit, and understanding. The Spirit of wisdom is two. Read. The Spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of understanding is three. The spirit of counsel is four. The spirit of might is five. Read. The spirit of knowledge. The spirit of knowledge is six. Read. And of the fear of the Lord. And of what? And of the fear of the Lord. You got seven of them right there. That's right. Bring it out. Candlesticks.
Are these candlesticks that he's seeing for real? Candlesticks? This is you, man. The spirit of the Lord. Wisdom, understanding, spirit, might, counsel, knowledge, fear of the Lord. Revelations 1 and 12 again. What thou seest, write in a book, fam. Write it in a book. You want to become a man of God, bro, you got to see that light of Christ. You got to see it. Not one time, not two times, multiple times. To even understand what it really is. Revelations 1 and 12. Read again. Revelations 1 and 12. Read. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. I saw seven spirits. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks. Hold up. In the middle of the seven candlesticks. Read. One light. Hold up. One what? One light. Hold up. What? One what? One light. One like. 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 One like. Read unto the Son of Man. See, it's a like unto the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man. When you go precept upon precepts, brothers, you got to go find this. Where is this at? In the Old Covenant. Where is this at? One like the Son of Man. Ezekiel seen the same thing in Ezekiel 1 and 25. Ezekiel seen the exact same thing. You got to know what you're looking at, brothers, and you got to know what you're looking for. Some of us be reading this, man, and we looking for black Jesus. It says, one in the midst of the candlesticks was like unto the Son of Man. Read verse 26. Ezekiel 1 and 26. Read. And above the firmament that was over their heads was like was the likeness of a throne. It's the likeness of the throne explaining Christ. Read. As the appearance of a sapphire stone. As the appearance of a sapphire stone. Read. And upon the likeness of the throne. And upon the likeness of the throne. Read. Was the likeness. Was the what? Was the likeness. Was the what? Was the likeness. Was the likeness. Read. As the appearance of a man above. See. It's the, it's the likeness of it. You're not looking at a man, brothers. Bring it out. And sisters. Bring it out. The likeness of it. When you're dealing with the Lord, understand what you're seeing. Read. Was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it. From the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about. Give me First Corinthians 3 and 16, because a lot of the times we get put right to sleep when we start reading about Christ and the Bible is saying he, and it says it, and we fall right back into religion. To try to think that this is an actual man. You got to understand that we are the temple of Christ. We are Christ. This is describing us, man. This is describing the nation. This is describing us. Read this. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Read. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. He read it. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. 
Or the temple of God is holy. See, the temple of God is holy. Read. Which temple ye are? Because we are the temple. We are the church. Give me Revelations 1 and 12 again. Understanding what they're seeing. What are they looking for? Jacob, I seen God face to face, bro. I seen God in a burning bush. The Lord revealed himself unto me. What does that mean? These are our brothers are trying to put in the likeness of Christ. And they put it in dark sayings and in parables and in allegories. Only for his man to be able to decode it. Read it again. Revelation 1 and 12. Read. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And I turned to see that voice. Read. And being turned, I saw seven golden candles. We know what those candlesticks are that he represent the nature of Christ. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. One like unto the Son of Man in the middle, in the midst of the candlestick, one like a man. Read. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. Read again. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. Read again. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. Why is his garment down to his feet? Why do the garment, when you're looking at the spirit of Christ, why is the garment down to the feet? See, that garment protect you, Ock. It protect you. It keep you, it, it keep you where you're supposed to be. Your wedding garment. And it's all the way down to the foot because it cover your whole body. The garment. Having a garment all the way down to the foot. Give me Genesis 35 and 1. Let me show you what this garment is. This garment. And hopefully this will help you brothers understand Numbers 15, 38 through 40. Hopefully you can get the real understanding of that. Read this up. Genesis 35 and 1. Read. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God. Make there an altar unto God, read. That appeared unto thee, when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household. Jacob said to his nation, read. And to all that were with him. And all that was with him in bondage, read. Put away the strange gods. That are among you. Read again. Put away the strange gods that are among you. Telling the nation to put away the strange gods that are among them. Read. And be clean. And be what? And be clean. And telling them to repent and do what? And be clean. Read on. And change your garment. And do what? And change your garment. And do what? And change your garment. That mean they put them in a washing machine? Bring it out. Bring it out. If they go to the closet to go get some new clothes. <laughs> Let's get more. Give me Psalms 105 and 1. Psalms 104 and 1. A garment down to the foot. A garment. Come on, man. To be carnal minded is death, right? That's enmity against God. That's enmity against the power. Give me Psalms 101 and 1. Read this. Psalm 104 and 1. See, get more on that garment. Why, why Christ, the embodiment of Christ, had on a garment down to the foot. This is what it represents. Read. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God. Thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. That's what the garment represents. Clothed with honor and majesty, man. Clothed with righteousness. 
Think about you spiritually. If you was to see yourself spiritually, how would you look? Read. Who covers thyself with light? Read again. Who covers thyself with light? Read again. Who covers thyself with light? Who covers thyself with the light of Christ? Read. As with a guard. As with a what? As with a guard. As with a what? As with a guard. Come on, man. As with that garment is that light. Read. Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain? Who led the beams of his chambers in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels spirits? His ministers a flaming fire. Who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. Thou coverest it with the deep, the light of Christ as a garment. Read. The waters stood above the mountain. Give me Matthews 22 and 10. This is that same garment that you got to have on at the wedding day. It's the same garment. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. This is the same garment that you have to have on on your wedding day. This is the same one. This is the same garment. And brothers, we go Matthews 22 and 9. When we're on the street corner, God told us to come out here and prophesy the word. Missing the context of this parable. Matthew 22 and 10. Read that. Matthew 22 and 10. Read. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. He reading. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. He didn't have on a garment that was down to the foot. Read. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? Where is your wedding garment, brother? Read. And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Read. For many are called. But few are chosen. Give me Joshua 7 and 21. Clothed with a garment down to the foot, man. Clothed with truth. When you see Christ and you're trying to explain Christ to a brother, what are you going to be clothed with? The truth. Pure righteousness. Decked out. Iced out. In the spirit. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. The same garment that we need on our wedding day. Down to the foot. Covering our whole body. Not just to the paps. Not just to the ankles. I mean, not, not just to the midsection. But down to the foot. That's what you see. But this is the best way that I can give it to you. Symbolically. And give it to you. In an allegory. Read this. Joshua 7 and 21. Read. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent. And I, and, 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 and I know, fam, man, you know, we didn't heard this story, man, about a con man spilling, you know, stealing the Babylonian garment, fam, and you know what I'm saying? He, he, he went to Babylon and stole the Da Vinci, and, you know, he stole the Burberry, you know what I'm saying? And then he, then he stole it, and then he hid it under his tent, 
And then everybody knew about it. Like, I, 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 I get that concept. And the story sounds like so immaculate, does it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, he stole, he, he, he stole some jabos and, and God knew about it. Man, this garment, man, he wasn't supposed to have this garment. He was in sin. He had a Babylonian garment on. Bring it out. Not his wedding garment. Bring it out. Not the garment that he's supposed to have down to the foot. Not the garment with the fringes. He had the Babylonian garment in sin. That's it. In sin. If Christ is clothed with a garment, then this is a Babylonian garment in sin. Read. And the silver under. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. Give me Revelations 1 and 13. And you know, we'll, we will read Revelations 1 and take it so literal, but then we'll go to the armor of God in Ephesians 6. And, 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 and we say that that armor is spiritual, but then we'll go to this one and get put back to sleep. Bring it out. What what are we doing, brothers? What are we doing? Are we that much carnal? Are we that much in darkness? To read one side of the Bible, allegory, spiritual, deep saying, and read the next part of the Bible, do, do what it say. It is what it is. You, you can't be like that, brothers. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Read verse 13 again. Revelation 1 and 13. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks. In the midst of that candlestick. In the midst of that. In the midst of, of, of the Spirit of God. Read. One like unto the Son of Man. Which is the Spirit of God. Read. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. Which is that truth. We understand. Clothed with a garment. Not the Babylonian garment. But the wedding garment that he's supposed to have down to the foot. Read. And gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Gird about the paps. With a golden girdle. Is this a gold girdle, Bruce? Is this a gold girdle? Girdle about the paps with a golden girdle. Give me Rebel, give me, give me Isaiah 11 and 4. Brothers, you know we pick and choose when we want to go precept upon precept. We pick and choose, Bruce. And that's dangerous, man. That's very dangerous when you pick and choose when you want to go precept upon precept. You gotta use that ideology. All throughout the scriptures, man. That's what makes you a man of God. When you see that, you get to see the light of Christ. I'm showing you exactly what this really means. Read this. Isaiah 11 and 4. Read. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the weak. Read, now check out verse 5. I want you to read it slow. I read verse 5. Read. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. Read again. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. Read again. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. Go back to Revelations 1 and 13. Read that again. All right? Revelations 1 and 13. Wrapped about the paps with that golden girdle. That golden girdle wrapped about the pack with the golden girdle. Read again. Revelation 1 and 13. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Clothed with that garment down to the foot. 
clothed with that garment down to the foot read and girt about the path and girt about the paths read with a golden girdle give me Isaiah 11 and 5 again read again about that path that golden girdle wrapped about the paths that golden girdle read this up Isaiah 11 and 5 and righteousness shall be the girdle of his long see what that golden girdle is Bruce yep. it's just righteousness man bring it out it's just righteousness Girl about that path with righteousness, read and faithfulness. The girdle of his reign. Give me Ephesians 6 and 13. Wrapped about the paths with the golden girdle. You're seeing pure glory. You're seeing righteousness in a way that a man can tell you it. In a way that a man can show you it. In a way that a man can deliver it to you. You got to be the one to decipher it. For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Don't get bottled up, man. Ephesians 6 and 13, read that. Ephesians 6 and 13. Read. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. Take the whole arm of God. Read. That ye, be, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Read again. Having your loins girt about with truth. Read. And having... On the breastplate of righteousness. Hold that, man. Hold that. Uh, give me Revelations 1 and 13 again. This is the glory of Christ. This is the embodiment of Christ. In truth. In righteousness. In wisdom. In knowledge. In might. With counsel. With the spirit of, with the spirit of God. It's just given to you that way, Bruce. That's it. That is it. Remember, to be carnal-minded is death. Read this. Revelation 1 and 13. Read. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. We know what that garment represents, man. We know what the Son of Man is. Read. And gird about the paps with a golden girdle. We know what that golden girdle is. Read. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Read again. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Read again. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Read. As white as snow. His head. The likeness now. This is the likeness of a man. His head and his hairs was white and it was white like wool. Then it, then it say, that's why it's snow. Yeah. Give me Psalm 67 and 1. His head and his hairs was white like wool. His head and his hairs was white like wool. Right? Psalm 67 and 1. Understand, man, that 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 you 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 have to understand all throughout the scriptures. How does it describe God's face? Yeah. All throughout the Bible, how does it describe God's head, God's face? It always describes it as a bright light. Right. Every time. That's right, right. A bright light. White as snow. A bright light. 
Read this uh, Psalm 67 and 1. Read. God be merciful. God be merciful unto us. Read. And bless and us. And show your love upon us. Read. And cause his face to shine upon us. Read again. And cause his face to shine upon us. Read again. And cause his face to shine upon us. Because the light of Christ is what shines and illuminates a man. It's that light. Cause his face to shine upon us. When the Lord shines his face upon us, read Salah, that thy weight may be known upon earth, thy saving help among all nations. We always need the face of Christ. Remember when Moses seen that? You remember how bright Moses' face was shining? Moses made that mistake. He put that veil on though. You got to let it shine, man. You got to let it beam. You got to let it shine forth. You cannot light a candle. Nobody light a candle and then put it underneath and then they put it underneath their bed. You let it shine. His hair was white like wool, man. As white as snow. Give me Psalms 80 and 1. All throughout the scriptures, man. Over and over and over and over again. This is the body of Christ. Pure righteousness. Pure sinless. Born of a virgin. Pure. Read this. Psalm 80 and 1. Read. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will Thou be angry against the prayer of thy people. Thou feedest them with the bread of tears and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Go back, Revelations 1 and 14 again. We are the body of Christ. Yep. Revelations 1 and 14 again, read that. Revelation 1 and 14. Read. His head and his hairs were white like wool. As white as snow. Give me Jeremiah 51 and 7. Let's get that wool. His head on his hairs was white as wool. Fifty and seven. Shalaki. Did I write that down wrong? 15 and 17, Shalai, that's on me. 15 and 17, white like wool. Read this. Jeremiah 50 and 17. Read. Israel is a scattered sheep. Read again. Israel is a scattered sheep. Read again. Israel is a scattered sheep. Read. The loins have driven him away. The lions have driven him away. First, the king of Assyria had devoured him. And last, the Nebuchad this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had broken his bones. Psalms 119, 130. White like wool. As white as snow. White like wool. As white as snow. Should be like us. Girl about the paps with righteousness. Having that pure garment down to the foot. Our head, his head, our head, the head of every man is Christ. Well, that head is white as snow. 
shining bright. That light of life. Read this. Psalm 119 and 30. Read. I have chosen the way of truth. Psalms 119, 130. Psalm 119, 130. Yeah. The entrance of thy words giveth light. See, God's word give light. Read. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I open my mouth and pant, for I long for thy commandments. Look upon, look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou used to do unto those that love thy name. He reading. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man. So will I keep thy precepts. He reading. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. And teach me thy statutes. Give me Psalms 51 and 1. As white as snow. What does that mean, man? As white as snow. Eyes, flame, having hair like wool. As white as snow. Why, 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 is it, why is it white as snow? Why is it white as snow? For what? Just read 51 and 7 for time's sake. Read that. Psalm 51 and 7. Read. Purge me with his. Purge me with the word. Read. And I shall be clean. And I shall be pure. Read. Wash me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Read that again. Wash me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Read again. Wash me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Showing righteousness. Showing purity. Showing no sin. That's what Christ is. No sin. This is it's, it's just symbolic, brothers. It's, it's just an allegory and a metaphor showing you the glory of God. Which all the brothers saw. Give me Ecclesiastes 9 and 7. Whiter than snow. Ecclesiastes 9 and 7. And I challenge any brother, man, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, have you seen this man? Like, be real. Have you seen this man? Do you know that this exists? Is this real to you? That's what I'm asking. As white as snow. Read this. Ecclesiastes 9 and 7. Read. Go thy way. Eat thy bread with joy and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For God now accepted thy work. Keep reading. Let thy garments be always white. Read again. Let thy garments be always white. Read. And let thy bread lack no oil. Now read that again. Read again. And let thy head lack no oil. White as snow. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Don't let it lack no ointment now with that woolly hair. So called, right? I always gotta have that ointment on it. I always gotta have that oil on it. Bring it out. The head. Christ. Pureness, that ointment, the word, the pureness of the word, that garment down to the foot, white, pure, as white as snow. Not hard, bro. Not hard. Not hard. Revelations 1 and 14, read it again. Revelations 1 and 14. Revelations 1 and 14. This is the embodiment of Christ. The glory of the Lord. And, and, and we got to fix this about ourselves, that crab in the barrel mentality. You want to separate yourself, you have to be wearing this right here. 
You have to look like this, and you got to be wearing this. This is what you got to look like. This is what you have to be wearing. This is what you have to be doing. This is Christ right here. And this is exactly what Christ is. Read this. Revelation 1 and 14. Read. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Just be pure. Read. As white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Read again. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Read again. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Read Matthews 3 and 11. Why is it fire? Why is Christ why, 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 why is the son of man, the one in the midst of the candlestick, why do he got fire eyes? Huh? Is it because he drink wine? Bring it out. Bring it out. You know, you drink, <laughs> you drink wine with me, your eyes are red. <laughs> red with wine. You understand what that means, brother? You know what I mean? Red with wine. His eyes shall be red with wine. This is what that wine is. Christ turned water into wine, right? So his eyes will be red. You see what that red, red as fire. See what that is? Read this up. Matthew 3 and 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And with what? And with fire. And with what? And with fire. Back to Revelation 1 and 14. That's why he got fire eyes, man. It's the baptism. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Come on, brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, right? Brothers, this is us. You want to know what he's looking at, man? This is, this is, I'm showing you exactly what it is. Read verse 14 again. Revelation 1 and 14. Read. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Eyes were as a flame of fire. I came and baptized you with water, but the one that's coming after me is baptizing with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Give me Isaiah 66, 15. Isaiah 66, 15. In his eyes, where is a flame of fire? That's the judgment. The judgment that he coming with. The baptism that he coming with. He coming with fire. Read this. Isaiah 66 and 15. Read. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. And that judgment with flames of fire. Fire eyes. Red as fire. Read. For by fire. For by fire. Read. And by his sword. And we're going to get to that sword in a minute. See, by fire with the red eyes. And if you keep reading in Revelation, he had that two-edged sword. Read. Will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be mentioned. Second Peter 3 and 8. In his eyes was a flame of fire. That Holy Ghost that fire, that baptism with fire. That's how Christ is coming. Behold, I come with fire and chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and, 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 and his rebuke with flames of fire for by fire. For by the Holy Ghost, that's what he's coming with. And by that two-edged sword, that word, the Lord pleading with all flesh. Read this. Second Peter 3 and 8. Read. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. 
that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Amen. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repent. Keep reading. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's those eyes. Read. And the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. The judgment of God, the judgment of the Spirit. Read. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. All these things being dissolved with fire. Read. What manner of persons ought ye to be? In all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. Coming to the age of God, read. We're in the heavens, being on fire. Heavens being on what? On fire. Being on what? On, on fire. fire. Read. Shall be dissolved, and the elements shall be melt with fervent heat. Revelations 1 and 14 again. This is what they sin. When Paul changed from a Pharisee to a disciple of Christ, this is what he saw. This is what he felt. This is what he went through. He saw pure righteousness. He seen God himself face to face and dealt with it, bringing you from light to darkness. That's what makes you a man of God. Read this. Revelation 1 and 14. Read. His head and his hairs were white like wool. As white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Read. And his feet. And his what? And his feet. And his what? And his feet. You say Christ's feet. Read. Like unto fine brass. Let's get them feet. Give me, give me Ezekiel 1 and 5. Them feet. Them feet. What's at the bottom of everything? Them feet. Them feet represent that foundation. The foundation. Them feet. Let's get them feet. Read this. Ezekiel 1 and 5. Read verse 6. Verse 6. Read. And everyone had four faces. Now read verse 5. Verse 5. Read. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And everyone had four faces. And everyone had four wings. Keep reading. And their feet were straight feet. Read again. And their feet were straight feet. Read again. And, and their feet, feet were straight feet. feet. And this is the feet like a to find grass. The feet, it was straight. Why is it straight? Right out. Matthew 7 and 13. And his feet was like unto fine grass. But when Ezekiel saw them feet, Ezekiel said they straight feet. They straight feet. They feet straight. Matthew 7 and 13, read this. Matthew 7 and 13. Read. Enter ye in at the straight gate. That's why they straight, man. Because Christ told us to enter in at that straight gate. Those feet are straight. Read. For wide is the gate. Because if you go outside those straight feet, you went to destruction. Read. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate. Read again. Because straight is the gate. What's they feet? Because straight is the gate. Because their foundation is straight. Read. And narrow is the way. Because you got to walk straight to life. Narrow is the way. Read. Which leadeth unto life. That's why the body of Christ got straight feet. Because that's the way you go to get eternal life. That's why they got straight feet. Straight. 
feet. This is the embodiment of Christ. Read. And few there be that find Revelations 1 and 15 again. Coming to an end. Revelations 1 and 15, then feet. When Ezekiel saw these were straight feet, because straight is the way to the kingdom. This is what they see in man, the vision of God, the vision of the Son of Man. Pure righteousness. Just got to give it to you in an allegory. Read this. Revelation 1 and 15. Read. And his feet like unto fine brass. And feet, them straight feet like unto that brass. Read. As if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. For, for, for time's sake, you know what that water represents, brothers. We go down there to that land. Trying to build that dam. You, 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 you. We, we, we are, we are knowing the authority of water. The authority of. If, if you, if you, if you have an abundance of water, you can't stop that. Whatever is in that waterway is gonna knock it down. The voice of many waters is the authority of his voice, man. The authority of the word. Keep reading. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Seven stars, read. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And remember how the Lord is coming with fire. And, 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 and for by fire and by his sword. For by fire and by his sword. It's saying the same thing in Revelations 1. For by fire and by his sword with that two-edged sword, read. And his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. Hold on, what his hand look like? As the sun shining in his strength. Let's get that, man. Give me, give me, uh, give me Hebrews. Give me Hebrews 4. And a two-edged sword in his hand. What is that? What is that two-edged sword? A two-edged sword in his hand. Don't go to Disney on me, brother. Stay in the spirit. Read this. Hebrews 4 and 12. Read. For the word of God is quick. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the fire and that's the sword that the Lord have. Read. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Give me Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Read verse 17. Ephesians 6 and 17. Read. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is in the word of God. Go back to Revelations 1 and 15. And brothers, I'm showing you, man. If you want to see this, after this scripture, we're going to go to what you got to do to really get this. To really see this. Right? Revelations 1 and 16. Read again. Revelation 1 and 16. Read. And he had in his right hand. Always had in that right hand. Read. Seven stars. These are the seven angels. Read. And out of his mouth went a sharp to it. And that's that word. Read. And his countenance. And his head and his hers. Read. Was as the sun shining in his strength. Give me. Revelations 3. And we out. Crazy, right? Revelations 3 and 19. And this is what all men, you want to be a man of God? This is what every man got to do. Every man got to do this. Every man must do this. Read the sock. Revelation 3 and 19. Read. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Keep reading. 
Behold, I stand at the door. See, Christ is that door standing at that door. Read and knock. He's knocking for you, bro. Knocking for you, bro. Read. If any man hear my voice. If, if you a real sheep of God and you can understand what he's saying to you, read. And open the door. And when Christ is knocking, you finally open that door. Read. I will come into him. Then the Lord will come into you, brother, and reveal himself just like he did Jacob. Just like he did Joshua, just like he did Ezekiel, just like he did Jeremiah, just like he did Daniel, just like he did John, just like he did John the Revelator, read. And we'll sup with him. And he will do what? And we'll sup with him. Read. And he with me. To him that overcometh. To him that opened that door, read. Will I grant to sit with me? Will he grant with to sit with the Son in the throne? Read. In the throne. Even as I also overcame. Even as Christ overcame, read. And am set down with my father in his glory. You want to be a man of God, you gotta go through Christ so you can Christ can reveal God unto you, Bruce. You see that? Nothing about the precept. Nothing about how good you know the Bible. Nothing about your doctrine. Nothing about how you feel. It's about your integrity, man. In your character. What you stand for as a man. Your morals. Your values, your love for your neighbor, and your love for your God. Yeah. You can't put the grill on. You can't put the Bible on the grill and eat it. Shalom, Israel. Shalom.